0: Hey, everybody. It's Lon Sybin, and we're here with another interview. This is going to be a first look at a new product that I found to be rather interesting. In fact, a viewer, Elias Saba, wrote in uh, to tell me about this, and I checked it out, got in touch with them, and I am joined today uh, by Mark Todd, who is the founder of Screens. And Mark, why don't you talk about what this product is? Because I I look at it, and I'm thinking initially HDMI switch box, but it's more than that. So why don't you kind of guide us through what this product does and what you hope to uh, get out on the market very shortly?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Thanks, Lon. Um, This product, um, uh, so let's take it from a switcher. A switcher would take, you know, uh, one, two, three, four HDMI and allow you to put one HDMI on the output or the second HDMI on the output. So you're, you know, you're only getting one HDMI. This is significantly different. Um, What we've built is a hardware composite engine. So this is the exact same technology that you use at a broadcast studio. Um, So let's say, for instance, um, uh, it it really doesn't matter. Let's say you're a a news station and you see the guy at the um, at the desk and he's got the picture of the fire engine and the fire and the videos running in the back. Um, Then you have graphics that over overlay Um, hardware component uh, compositing is um, is significantly different. And, um, yeah, the so functionality that, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was say
0: it's very similar. So right, right now I'm interviewing you through a TriCaster and, and at the moment you can't see this, but we, I have a two up screen where your videos in one window. I'm in another one. I got a background running also. Um, that's yeah. what compositing is, right? It absolutely is. And,
1: um, there are two, there are two big, um, uh, areas of compositing. Uh, there is the production and consumption of video. And so for your viewers uh, that are streamers, um, the production of the video is interesting. So you can obviously composite on your PC, you get a capture card. um, But um, anyone who's done video at all, uh, who start to get more into it, um, the load gets heavier and heavier, the more sophisticated you get. So you deal with problems like, um, you know, latency and lag. Um, Herky jerky type stuff, uh, reduced video quality, compression issues. Um, you know, let's say you want to put three high definition cameras together. Well, how do you do that? You know, so scalability in terms of creativity, all of those elements are exactly the same thing that happened with CBS, ABC, ESPN. They deal with the exact same problems, and how you get around that, or how you take the next step in in, in the production of video. Is that you you apply um, you know dedicated hardware to it so you're combining higher quality video, compositing it together, and then sending it to the next step, which which may be compression and pushing uh, or final detail touches of of higher level compression, or uh, compositing up to up to the cloud. So that's on the production side.
0: And what you're on doing the- is not production. Yeah. This is this is for home entertainment
1: <laughs> use, right? Well, I mean, I see it as um to be honest, um this is this is really for uh we have both the gaming crowd on the on the consumption side. I want to watch a game and watch the football game. I want to play PlayStation. I want to watch, you know, lawn on my streaming station and I want to watch the football game. There's a consumption side. But there's also a, you know, this industry of streaming, twitching, YouTube, whatever have you. Um uh, this is a massive industry, and it's not going away um, that That industry, what you guys do um, uh, needs more technology, and um, this is really
0: neat because it satisfies both okay, so so not only can I just put this on my television, I guess i can I could then send out the output that I have out to a stream also. so if I was doing a game stream but wanted to show uh, a chat window or something on, on on screen at the same time, this would do that. yeah, well, that's very cool. Now you Precisely. can show us this, right? I can,
1: I can. Let me uh, let me start. Um, let me start with. Um, let's see. Let me make sure that you can see. Sure. I'm going mm-hmm. to put my camera this way. Um, and what I have behind me is a um, 4K display, and the. Um, let's make sure let my. Everything is running. Bear with me for one second. My iPad um, selects a different network when I'm in my house. Gotcha. In, uh, in, the, in the lab space here, I end up with uh, uh, several different wireless networks, several video. You know? Yeah, no, I know how that goes. <laughs> so um, this is hard to see potentially for your viewers, but you could see the video right. um, on the Kickstarter that we have, and you'll get all those details. Um, but this gives you an idea Um, how you can add an HDMI window and I can move it around and I can scale it and the scaling, um, that happens to be a PlayStation, um, four. Okay. And, um, I put another live video cam in. This is a GoPro. Okay. This is live video where you got right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and notice I don't have the state of the aspect ratio. Right. Um, you know, this is important, um, um, you can always make it the same aspect ratio. Um, there are functions along the lines of them. Let's see. Hopefully you can see this. If I put video on top of each other, I can blend and transparency. So you see I can make the video transparent over one another.
0: Right. I need.
1: That's All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Now that's a hardware transparency. Um, the other thing you can do, and you had mentioned, and just for... Just for giggles, let's just make a, a Twitter window. And again, I'm doing these kind of quick. Right. So, you know, here's your Twitter window. There's your
0: video. All this, three. At the same time. Yeah, at the same time. All scaling, um, all compositing at the same time. All compositing. And
1: again, the key is, is that that's a GoPro camera, so you're talking 1080p60. Right. You're talking 1080p60 from, um, from the PlayStation. And then you're talking independently. Um, there's no performance issue. The the Twitter window is running on a separate processor. So this is a parallel operation. I'll talk about that in a second because that is a massive difference to, to what people like, think are using today. So, so the box itself um, is
0: actually pulling the Twitter feed? This is not coming in from a computer or something like that?
1: Right. Architecturally... Um, I've actually created a, a, a custom chip out of, um, FPGA.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So you're,
1: yeah, it's a big deal because yeah. the FPGA is precisely what they're using. I mean, it's been used for 15 years and, and, or more. And, uh, this is what, um, broadcast studios are using, um, high end network routers. So hundred gig, 10 gig, hundred gig routers. We, we, and this is the business I was in in the past, um, we used FPGAs um, to
0: get hardware speeds and it was very flexible. Um, so, so just so our viewers can understand, an FPGA is a, is a programmable chip, is that, is that right? Yeah, they're programmable. And precisely. so it can, be, it can be made into anything you want it to be without having to change out hardware. Is that, is that kind of the approach you're taking with that? Yeah, it's a, this
1: is a radical idea for consumer, okay? Um, to my knowledge, um, no one has put out an uh, FPGA of this size or caliber um, to the consumer in the past. Um, let me show you, um, and again, maybe you can see this. Um, uh, that little guy right there, um, wow. there's well over one million transistors in that. Wow. And that and those transistors act like essentially electrical engineering Lego blocks. Okay. Um, so I can create... Parallel operation. So the parallel operation in this case is we're taking four and a half billion bits per second on each HDMI um, input, and then we're putting out four and a half billion bits per second, and we're doing it in a frame time. That's why... Um, high-end um, gaming systems work with this. There was no other way to do it but to build a hardware solution.
0: Right, because if there's even one frame of delay, someone's going to notice that on the gaming side. So, so what you're saying here with this product, and, and you have what a four-input device there, uh, yeah. no lag whatsoever. If I'm playing the PlayStation while running the football game and having the Twitch stream going, that's going to be that's going to be fine. There's not going to be any kind of delay there at all. And so.
1: Okay. Well, I want to be—I want to be accurate. And again, as an engineer, I'm just—I want to be—I want to be, want to be sure. total full disclosure accurate. There's no lag, but there there will be um, um, up to I think it's a 16 millisecond um, delay, which is the one frame time. Okay. And we we test this. Um, um, matter of fact, we've been to what three PAXs, and uh, top gamers have been playing, and you know,
0: um, um, they're able to go to town. And what do what gamers like about this product? Because obviously there's, there's, you know, I think, at least for me, if I'm doing a game or something, I don't want to be distracted by all the stuff on screen. Are they seeing the value of this as something they can multitask with or something they can stream with? What, what do you see the target for, for this product when you roll it out?
1: Yeah, so, okay, so from the gamer side, um, we, hear, we hear some things over and over. Number one, um, gamers today are already multitasking. You're already putting multiple screens in front of yourself, and then you're seeing... The the game that you're doing, um, so right, right away the value add is that um, you're able to put everything on one screen, so that you're, you're, it's a very uh, easy field of vision for you. So you kind of keep an eye on your Twitch feed or your chat or or what have you. Um, that's one thing. Second thing is that you can uh, create parallel computing extremely quickly and easily. So I could have my gaming PC and then I can have my whatever else my side PC, whatever I'm doing on the side. And it's not impacting the both because they're able to be on the same screen. Other gamers like um, uh, there's a, a, amazing number of couples um, where um, uh, they want to play um, two games, like one plays PlayStation, one plays Xbox. So they both play their own PlayStation and they want to play it on the same screen in the house. And they, and typically they tell me, look, uh, my wife, gets the big screen and I get this old 19 inch monitor that kind of works. Right. (laughs) And uh, we've all been there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And uh, so they're like, wow, I can put this on the same screen. And that's that's very cool. Um, Other ones are um, there are a lot of actual sports fans. So um, uh, an incredible number of hockey fans. Um, That's close to my heart. And they say um, I can play NHL 15, but keep the, you know, the hockey game on. And, right. you know, that's fantastic. So it's um, almost and, realizing the yeah.
0: vision of picture-in-picture picture that we had 20 years ago that never really materialized, right? Because it didn't work right. You couldn't put things where you wanted it to. This, this accomplishes that but does more.
1: Exactly. And it's funny because the, the, um, our generation sees it as picture-in-picture picture because we bought those things hoping right. we could do the things we wanted. But then we realized that it wasn't a compositing engine at all. It was simply uh, an input buffer that, that, that put the thing out. And um, to the younger generation, they see the world in terms of compositing. They don't see a TV, they see a display, and they want the video, and they want the quality, and they want simultaneous computing engines to be combined, combined together. And this is why I think this is gonna be a hugely disruptive technology. I think it's gonna help the streaming community, and because it's upgradable, upgradable I want people to come and talk to me about, hey, you know, Mark, uh, you know, I need a feature, you know, I need green screening. I got that feature at PAX and I said, you know what? Yep, you got it. We put, we put Chroma Key in the, uh, in the, in the product launch um, and, and others. And I think that um, this will make a really fun um, uh,
0: uh, platform. And are, are, you able to, are, are you able to stream from this device or would you still need your streaming box in addition to what you're outputting?
1: Yeah, um, so today, um um I say you keep your streaming box the way it is and I and I made a conscious decision there. Uh it's not that we can't do H two six four compression and then shoot it up to a Twitch or a YouTube. Certainly on uh upgradable on the upgrade path. Um and again, flexible technology, I can I can update that. Um, but I really chose to stay adding features, not replacing what you already own. Right, and I think the, and, the, the serious streamers um, yeah. are going to
0: have the serious streamers are going to have their own streaming boxes anyhow. So, so adding this compositing layer, because you know, I, I think about just for what I do here on the YouTube channel, uh, I'm going to be continually looking to my right here to my computer screen because you know the chat window is somewhere else. Um, being able to overlay that, especially on if you're doing a YouTube live stream or a Twitch stream on a console game, I think would be pretty valuable to some of these folks. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that I think that um, you, you know you
1: know when you look at OBS and XSplit and the continued sophistication there of the software, um, you don't want to go and relearn something. What we want to do is we want to augment that and put the screens devices in a um, in a compositing um, uh, section before the streamer, and then allow um, OBS to send scene changes um, to the screens box and. It'll change the, what I call layouts. It'll change the screen. So I go from, hey, let me move to the two cameras in my kitchen and show you the cooking show while I'm eating dinner. And then I come back to my desk and boom, I, I do the two the two cameras plus you know the video game. And oh, by the way, my best friend's streaming. Let me throw him on the screen. And those things can move very fast, easy, and um, make better productions.
0: So talk about the, the product options that we're going to have available. So you're going to be going out to, to crowdfunding on this, hopefully get it, getting some interest. I, I think there's, this is something that I know I get a lot of questions about from people. How do I do what, you know, what I do here on the channel with multi-windows and scaling? And, and for me, it's a $6,000 TriCaster, which costs a lot of money. Uh, this, seems, this seems to do a lot of what I'm doing here with my TriCaster for uh, what it looks like a lot less. So talk about the product levels, what's going to be available, and the initial pricing. Right. Um, we're, gonna,
1: we're going to come out um, on the Kickstarter and we're going to show um, two products. We're going to show um, essentially the, the two-port unit, so that's two HDMI in, um, compositing one HDMI out, and it's got built-in um, screens operating system. So in addition to the FPGA, we have dual, dual one gigahertz um, um, ARM processor cores um, in the product as well. It's actually in the same chip and um, we'll allow you to run chrome on that so that's the two port device and then we have a four port device which is actually built um, from a brother chip it's actually significantly more transistors and it'll allow you four simultaneous inputs it still has the built-in operating system it's got um, both products have usb for approved uh, peripherals and these are things that that we we want to give the users like, for example, um RJ forty five, if you don't want the Wi-Fi or Bluetooth that is inside the box, and, and a few other things. Um the 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 entry price for the uh the two port unit will be under two hundred dollars and the entry price for the Four-port unit you know, will be under three ninety-nine.
0: That's a very good price, um, considering what you're what you're getting there. Because I've seen you know products from, and I, I've been I've used every video switcher you can find for under thousand dollars. So I, I started with the Blackmagic ATEMs and uh, went up to a couple levels on their product line, and then switched to the TriCaster. So four hundred dollars for uh, essentially four video inputs, right? Plus some some other compositing you can do on top of that. That's a pretty good pretty good. This might actually be attractive to video producers too.
1: Uh, well, you hit it right on the head. Um, so. My industry where I came from the last 15 years, I've spent um, selling to service providers and to um, content providers, you know, people that look like ESPN, people that look like Disney, um, um, you know, Verizon, AT&T. And um, uh, what I've what I've done is taken um, the exact same functionality in terms of load um, and combining compositing that costs you upwards of ten thousand dollars four ports and I've cost reduced this uh, so I can bring it to this this industry our industry gaming and streaming I can bring this to at a consumer level and really jack up the creativity. Another thing that you should be aware of and this is it's a fantastic piece of technology is that the box is cascade. So if you if you want seven ports, you get two four ports, and you just take the output and put it into the input. You want 10, add another one. Um, so it makes a nice um, scalable solution, both in number of ports and load, plus you have the scalability of both the screens operating system and the FPGA, which I'm going to be able to swap uh, images as we go along, which means things are going to get better. Things are going to be able to be a little more future-proof. This is a called reconfigurable, um, upgradable technology, something that I used in my previous company and we still use today in that company, um, updating stuff and keeping up with new standards. And, um, yeah, so those are the products. I think there's going to be a whole bunch of features in the, in, uh, you know, in a pro version of the two products. So there'll be the two base, two and four port base, and then there will be the pro versions of those. And in the pro versions, you'll have more features, and those will be showcased on the Kickstarter.
0: And it seems like you know this is not an easy thing to to start with. So you clearly have a background in this. Um, what, what are some of the challenges? In, I mean, this product you obviously has to get manufactured, but you've essentially built it. You just showed us uh, how it works, and we'll I'll interleave some of the, uh, the 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 video that you've already produced on how it how it operates. Um, how long does this right. take to design and, and what are some of the challenges in, in essentially trying to bring a product like this to market? this is not an inex- this probably was not an inexpensive venture for you to begin so you you're probably no. you know burning some cash here to get get up and running is it, what are some of the challenges you're facing um right, yeah, this is my last t um, <laughs> shirt shirt off your no, back right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: no 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 seriously um so uh, as you could probably tell my my uh, my background and degrees are in electrical and computer engineering and um this is my uh this is my third startup that I've been with. And the other two previous ones, um, I was uh the director of engineering and then the CEO of a company for eleven years. And um we had always been business to business and um significant technology. We I was in embedded systems, so you know, I'm not really in the Microsoft operating system. I'm in the Picosecond
0: operating right. system. Right, build your own right. operating system, maybe, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you get you get a little, you know. Although, you, you know, you, you like XML, you just get very frustrated that it's an ASCII, right? Right. Uh, as an engineer. And um, so what I did was um, I saw the, the market opportunity. I, um, and I didn't fully understand it um, until I actually started to engage um, um, with the gamers and streamers at PAX. Um, that was about, about a year ago. And I realized that the, what I wanted to build to help me make, put like five football games on the TV with my fantasy stats, um, was the same technology that would really help this industry be disruptive. And um, it's taken me, let's see, uh, three and a half, over three and a half years. Um, I've built prototypes. Um, I have to get my supply chain in order. Um, I've got the relationship with the semiconductor manufacturers. This is such actually a radical concept, and uh, that even the HDMI chips themselves don't work the way I need them to work for what this is, so there's customization that needs to happen even in the interface chips but what's very important and I see people do chat for me uh, they'll they 'll do um uh, comments on the field and they're typically very good comments it's um they're concerned that this is a uh, You know some piece of hardware that comes over from china and somebody just puts software on it right you know and they're making a kickstarter right uh that's not this this is um this is um um you know both hardware and software i'm going to have some video on my site showing you actually our manufacturing which is right up in chelmsford mass um this is
0: american made then this is being made right here in new england
1: yeah my garage and then right up in jump. <laughs> so yeah um the uh yep um i there's a good there's, uh some good tech talk that we are uh, editing the video and it will be on the kickstarter site um you 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 know the the um you asked about technology i want to show something here cuz i think this is going to be massive um take what we are now and think about how we're going into the future um these little HDMI devices, so Intel has this PC stick, right? Yep. Chrome has Chromium, Chrome. I love those things.
0: I've reviewed a lot of those. Yeah,
1: yep. It's ridiculous, right? So right. eighty-nine bucks, you get a Linux platform, right? Mm-hmm. So um an important thing is is that you don't wanna reinvent the wheel when you're making companies. What you wanna do is you wanna look at your end customer and you wanna say, and again our end customers, gamers and st- Streamers And say, how do I make their experience more immersive? How do I make them more better? How can I help you make a better broadcast to reach more people? And I think that taking all the technology that's coming out, these sticks, the programmability, the 4K TV displays, um, and making something like this that allows you to take those things, stick them in, all of a sudden, you've got a radically different um, Solution there, you can do all kinds of things. I can plug four of these things in, and I have four independent computing stations with blending and transparency. I can I can uh, make them rotate, cycle, do what I want, and then screens also provides for the guys that code a developer API that allows you to do what I'm doing in the in, in the controller. And again, it's not like we're you know I'm, it's not like I'm off in some other part of the world. We're looking for people that give us feedback, and those early adopters to say, "Wow, you know what? If you did this, my show would be ten times better." That's what I'm looking for, and
0: that's why we've made it upgradable. And what's interesting about hardware these days, because we're seeing this now across the board, whether it's a you know a phone or or, or what you're building or anything else, that um, yeah. hardware. By expectation, now is, is everyone thinks it should just kind of be this blank slate that you can you can change with software. But from yeah. an engineering standpoint, you got started before this was like this. You you got started when you built the hardware for a specific purpose, and it didn't change from that. How hard is it to design a product that you can change at will like this? Because that's essentially what you're suggesting here, right? Yeah, this is. And again, um, you know,
1: I'm um, as an engineer, I lack the vocabulary to properly give this technology, it's due. Um, there's, so, um, I'm going to be actually talking at TwitchCon coming up on Saturday. We have a booth at TwitchCon in San Francisco, and I'm going to be giving a talk on this and I'm going to try to articulate some of this stuff, um, a little further, but, um, everyone's aware of processors, right? We all know, we all know, you know, the x 86 processor an i7 and i5, right? Processors, Processes are good for multitasking. They're very good for, um, and they're built, they're called a load store instruction set. They take an instruction, they do something to it, they push the result back. DSPs are very good at crunching math. What these things do is big arrays of math. So you're doing things like Fourier transforms, things that like compression and decompression of video, those type of math algorithms. DSP, digital signal processing neither one of those are particularly good at bulk video. In fact, they're not good at all at bulk video. They're good at compressing a, ver- a video from one step to the other. But the reason we even know the word lag, it comes from the fact that I put video into a PC and the thing goes, <laughs> right? right, right. <laughs> it's, it, it's, that's why they have GPUs and offload engines. It's specific silicon to, to, to try to move it off of the processor. And no matter how many how many processors you have, eight cores, it, it won't matter that the limitations are physically in the bus or it's in the, the, the connection between the DDR and it's just simply not architected for what video is. So when you go to professional broadcast studios, they're spending $10,000, $30,000 on hardware blending stations and this is what FPGAs have been selling to for 15 years. So I, I, you know, I'm buying chips even, even as soon as, uh, you know, a few years ago, I'm buying chips for eight hundred dollars a chip, twelve hundred dollars a chip. And that's just because the margin was so there I to do it. it. People were willing to pay for that, so that was that was the price. Well, that, well, certainly in the business community, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, you go to ABC Studios and you put a, a blending station. They expect to spend $30,000 dollars that's before they put the software on
0: top right right exactly um,
1: yeah. so there was this huge gap between the consumer and the and and what fpgas were and you know um, because everybody had spare processing bandwidth both in phones PCs and in the cloud everybody says you know what let me just make my apps i'll make angry birds i'll do you know i'll i'll, I'll do social applications that will run on processors so there's a lot of A lot of bandwidth for networking and processing that you can do lots of innovation there. I looked at it as that, in general, the problem of television and displays. We've reached a breaking point, a tipping point. Uh, You know, this displays are so big. I mean, this this display in my house is that's sixty inches. Yeah, I got a sixty
0: inch next door. I paid seventeen hundred dollars for it. I mean, think about. I was Uh, I was watching last night with my daughter. We were watching some four K video on YouTube through the television, right through the Ethernet jack in the TV, and I'm, I'm just like, this is amazing that you know, we're under $2,000 with, with a screen this, this large with this much resolution that you can do all this stuff with, and we're watching one big thing on there. We've got a lot of room to play with, right? Yeah, well, I do the same thing. I watch Seinfeld, and Seinfeld's head's three feet big. Right. I'm like,
1: this is crazy. I'm sitting seven <laughs> feet away. Right. Um, I want to use those pixels more intelligently, number one. Number two, this doesn't even fit my behavioral culture. I want my kids want to play Xbox while I'm watching the news. And again, maybe a lot of people will say, "Well, that's distracting," but I'm finding that more people have separate displays, and I'm like, this is crazy. We need to make the connection bet- between what people really do and make the technology work correctly. And when I evaluated that, um quite frankly, you can't just do it in software. It required special hardware. And we happened to hit the curve with this is a, this chip and, the, and a whole family of chips. We, we hit this curve where the yield rate and the um, number of transistors hit this knee that um, uh, now makes it possible. And so um, it's incredibly high technology. And quite frankly, the reason I'm running a Kickstarter isn't to um, um, you know go off and build this vision. Uh, I'm not showing you PowerPoint slides. What I did was I've spent three and a half years, over three and a half years, building this thing, several different versions, several different uh, prototypes. And the reason I need a Kickstarter is I need to do two things. I need I need volume so I can get my manufacturer. I can keep that production line, which you'll see that video. i got to keep that on for more than 10 minutes. It's got to go for a long right. time so the cost comes down so I can bring these prices out. And then the second thing I need is... I. I need streamers and gamers to say, hey, we're relevant. We want displays to work like this. I don't want a TV to work like a TV. I want a TV to be a TV plus the way I want a display. And if you can do that market validation, if people say, you know what, screens is, is on the right path, let me support them, we can take it to the promised land. We can make this happen and bring this product out.
0: We've got in my chat room here at least four customers already who are ready to buy. So, <laughs> where did? Oh, good. Where, where? Now, when this is this hasn't started yet. This Kickstarter. Maybe by the time people see this, it will have. Um, so, when is the start date for the Kickstarter? And how do people get in on this? Yeah, good question. Um, the
1: Kickstarter is going to start. Um, uh, we will be live on, uh, I believe, Tuesday at five o'clock. Oh,
0: so this this coming. This is it. Like this week this is, is happening. Is it You're,
1: so. mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, that's why my hair looks the way it does. <laughs> um, it's it's happening right now. Uh, it, it's going to happen at Tuesday at five. Wednesday at ten in the morning is when the official launch is. Um, so we're right on that right on that cusp. Um, we'll send you information on uh, links and other stuff like that uh, that are going on. And uh, like I said, I'll be at TwitchCon. Um, our, our our crew will be there, and so you'll be able if you want to come to Twitchcom, see live demonstrations. Um, kick the tires, um, ask me questions, uh, ask, the, ask the crew We have a fantastic team of engineers and, and people. I mean, really, really top drawer.
0: So, I think it's going to be very popular. You know, what's, what's interesting is is looking at this, if I can give you some of my feedback, just because I've been, you know, obviously researching over the last couple of days before head of this interview, um, I see this having, like, different verticals, you know, the same product, yeah. Uh, maybe different interfaces, you know. So, for example, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I am I'm got my TriCaster here, which, you know, I paid yeah. handsomely for. Um, yeah, yeah. But I use a physical control panel here, too. And this is uh, X-Keys. I'm sure you've seen these before um, to control the video because I'm generally not scaling in real time. I'm usually setting up my screens and just locking them in and kind of switching cameras as I'm, as I'm recording. Uh, so that might be good for me. A gamer might have a totally different workflow, uh, and how they want to present their screens. And maybe somebody who's buying this for home entertainment purposes has, are you thinking about interfaces and, and how that might work? I saw you have, you know, we saw the iPad demo there briefly. Um, but are you thinking about this or are you just going to let the customers kind of get back to you as this is developing to figure out the best path to take? Oh, you know, you're right on it. Um, I
1: actually, um, uh, and again, uh, at, I'm somewhat of an idea guy. Mm-hmm. So, coming up with, hey, how can I take this flexible technology that drives 4K and uh, high def TVs that takes any HDMI device on the planet and blends them together with um, uh, internet and um, web content? Um, you can imagine that the verticals, <laughs> excuse me, are going to be enormous. So we are gonna certainly go through verticals um, as we go forward. Um, but I opened up um, uh, the API because I believe that the there's a lot of people that can build their own value proposition and revenue potential on top of what screens is gonna do. So uh, much like other uh, computing platforms, um, you're gonna have uh, applications and, um, and higher level things. Let me give you a good example. Um, we have we have requests from um, um, elderly community, believe it or not, and you know, uh, and this isn't our core this isn't our core market with you guys, but you can imagine that, you know, your grandparents or your mom or dad or whatnot, and um, a lot of these guys uh, they watch TV all day long. And they have problems uh, as simple as, you know, they got an oxygen tank, but the battery to the oxygen tank goes, starts to go low, but they're watching TV and they just don't notice it.
0: Right. And it fails. Yeah.
1: Now, next thing you're talking, an ambulance comes, right?
0: right?
1: They're asking for very simple things. Hey, can you, you know, take the, take, you know, prices right. And if the oxygen tanks at 50%, shrink the video and say, plug in the tank. Right. And if it's 75, shrink it more. And you know, simple feedback mechanisms to help people. And oh, by the way, no, there is a problem. Let me put up a Skype window right next to the um, thing that my son or daughter can check in on me. And, uh, you know, so it, it's it's more than just for the young. Um, you stretch this across, it's dorms, it's, um, you know, government applications, security applications, casinos, um, bars and restaurants. Um, it just goes down the line. You end up realizing... That everywhere you have a human being, they want to blend some content from this guy, some content from that guy, and some content from this other guy, and they want to see it simply. They want it clean, and then they and they want it on one screen. So, and they want to control it with you know one of these. Right. And so, yeah, I think that this is why I think we've, you know, we've we've spent a lot of time trying to think out what's the future of displays um, really going to look like. How do we make this uh, fair playing field for everybody? So I can watch the Super Bowl, right? And I can watch PewDiePie at the same time, and okay. PewDiePie is commenting on the Super Bowl. Gee, wouldn't that be
0: fantastic? That'd be kind of neat, right? right? And that gets around cool. the copyright issues too, because I can't run the Super Bowl through my channel. I can talk about it, um, although I think they're, they're, you know, how they get with that stuff. But right, I mean, that you could be able to get around some of those things where right, a YouTuber could say, all right, hey, if you've got a multi-screen here. Why don't you turn on the Super Bowl? I'm going to give you a live, um, you know, live review of it as I'm, as I'm going. So that's, that's pretty cool. Now, I to, you know, before we end, I, I'm just really curious about this FPGA technology because I, I interviewed someone who just launched another Kickstarter this week, something totally different. Um, yep. He's got a, a game console. It's called the Retro VGS. I don't know if you saw, if you heard of this guy, but um, he, his name is Mike yes. Kennedy. And what they've done is built their game console with an FPGA also, um, because it is running with uh, you know old, older retro video game systems, so they can program the processor. It's not even emulation; it's programming the processor to behave like you know a sixty-five hundred two, which is what the Nintendo ran. Uh, then they can reprogram it to run as a sixty-eight thousand Motorola chip for the Sega Genesis or something. Is something happening with the FPGAs now that we're starting to see? Because you mentioned this that the, the yields have gotten to a point where now they're they're more affordable. Because we haven't seen these. In consumer products before, and now we're starting to. Is there something that's happened yeah. out there? Yeah. The, if think about this, um, the line um, for FPGAs.
1: Um, um, the reason you haven't seen FPGAs is that typically um, you you would circuit designers would figure out the circuit in FPGAs, and then they would make what we call an ASIC, a hardened chip. So you know the the FPGA would cost you a thousand dollars. You take the design, and you shrink it, and you make an ASIC. Um, it, over the years, um, FPGA fab, the fab itself, has gotten much better. So the, the, basically, the, the width of the transistors have gotten down significantly, which has increased the number of transistors, and it also has increased the yield rates, which decreases the pricing. So you you end up with um, the ability to get um, a lot of transistors. So there is FPGAs in things like TVs and cameras today. They tend to be small and they do very specific functions. FPGAs are not good at being a processor. They're not good at other things, but they are. You can can see 100 times the performance, for example, um, in processing things that are very uh, bulk load. Uh, like network traffic and video because it's just a huge amount of stuff and you can run things in parallel. And you can do that and you can also um, change clocks. It's okay, amazing. you change the speed
0: of the chip? In, really?
1: Totally wow, right. Wow. Yeah. So what you do is you, you simply increase the, the clock rate or decrease the clock rate or, you know, um, the chip designers and the FPGA uh, guys are, um, I have guys on, on our staff that are just I mean, phenomenal. I mean, it's, they, they... I, this has got to
0: be a really exciting time as an engineer to have this flexibility. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it. You know, I'm I'm am I'm you know, I'm 38. You know, I was playing on. I was doing a cable show when I was 13. I had to go somewhere and have all this expensive equipment I couldn't afford. Now I've got it all in my house here. Now, um, so it's been exciting for me as a video producer to see that. Change—it's got to be amazing as an engineer to have something that you can just build and then it can be whatever you want later, right? It's almost like a replicator on Star Trek or something, right?
1: Well, uh, yeah, um, if you know, it—it it is certainly exciting. Um, it is complex. Um, the downside is that um, you know it's not the same as picking up Java. Mm-hmm. Um, it is—it is complex and. Um, we have this thing, not only you have to make timing, but in order to organize uh, a million transistors and, you know, it, it's basically building blocks of cores um, and then there are simulation steps. And if, you know, if you have one mistake, you know, one flip-flop wrong. Right. The whole thing. It, blows does, it, up. it yeah. don't come out. Right. right. <laughs> so the, it's like and the punch so card the level, days all over again, right? <laughs> yeah, the level of detail and the level of um, understanding of this is, is massive. But you are correct. It, it's my belief that um, commodity is great, right? Commodity is fantastic. Process is fantastic. We can take advantage of commodity. But there are points in technical history where we have to reevaluate and say we've, we've, just, we've gotten to the end of the commodity, and we need to add a next level of technology that'll take us into the next step, and then that will get get something else. And I, I just working with these things for so many years and seeing the power of being able to up some update something in the field. I mean, it's not perfect. I mean, you're not going to do everything. You're not going to be able to boil the ocean, but you be able to to say, oh, you know what? Um, here, here's one for you. Um, People will, who are interested in the four-port box, so they get the four-port box later on, you know, after you get it, you're going to say, hey, Mark, we need an audio mixer. And the answer is going to be, no problemo. It's coming in the next build. You're not going to put an audio mixer back into a processor, right? Right. The, these are the type of really, really cool things that you can do inside an FPGA. Um, and so, yeah, I think that applying this technology to other things you know I think medical and and transportation and others I think that it's really fun, so any electrical engineers out there, I would say make sure you code, make sure you're aware of f p g a s and um and uh you know get one of these things and uh kick the tires take the a p i for a spin and uh you'll you'll get an appreciation for them so. I'll
0: tell you what it looks really exciting I think a lot of folks in the chat room are really uh uh, eager to check this thing out when it gets there, and I, I think from the standpoint of yeah. you know just understanding from you know where I, I've been doing this channel the hard way and trying to figure out how to make everything work the way I want it to, and it's often been just shelling out more money. So you know what you've got is essentially for four hundred dollars what uh, a six thousand dollar Tricaster can can do, and some you know not everything, but but a lot of what you know the Tricaster is good for, which is that multi layering you're doing. Uh, for $400 with the same number of ports, which I think is pretty remarkable. So we're looking forward to seeing this when it uh, gets out there. So Tuesday is the Kickstarter launch. Uh, Where can people find more info on the product? Uh, you have a website set up that people can go to and and then link over to the Kickstarter? I do. Actually, the website um, is uh,
1: www.screens.com. Screens Screens with a K. And um, if you put your email in, there's more information on what's there. Put your email in. You will get an email um, just before the Kickstarter goes live, so there are really cool early bird specials. So if you put your email in, um, uh, we'll shoot that out um, the moment before we go go live, so you can be one of the first in. And I'd like to say to your yourself and your audience, I really appreciate this. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm better behind the camera than in front of it. Hey, you fine. Uh, it
0: was good to hear. You know, I actually prefer having the founders on because you know there's a there's a passion that comes with building the product and you know there's a lot of what i found too is that often the the founders are are just are, i don't want to say more transparent but they but there's there's more you, you can sense more of why they created this thing versus some stale pr talk <laughs> which is why i always like to get right. the founders on so that's uh that's what's been cool about it but go ahead i'm sorry to interrupt you
1: no i just wanted to say thank you to you and your audience i mean i could tell you that um um, uh, you know, I've come out of a business-to-business space and I have found that uh, gamers and streamers are just fantastic and you guys have um, given us opportunity um, and uh, I, I'd like to work more for you. I'd like to get this thing really out so uh, I, I just want to say thanks a lot and um, yeah please uh, tell a friend and hopefully we can get this thing going.
0: Excellent yeah and I'll tell you what I, I've, I've my experience has been too that you know because I work in the B2B world in my, in my day job Uh, You know, business-to-business people know exactly what they want. They have set specifications in mind, very discerning about what they're purchasing, and gamers are very much the same. They really know what they want. And when they can find somebody that uh, can make the product into what they're looking for, uh, the way you're describing, I think you're off to a great start there. So uh, best of luck with that. I'm going to chip in and uh, reserve one for myself, too, and I hope uh, other folks watching will do so, because I think this is going to have a lot of good potential uh, for a lot of other folks. If you're watching live, we're going to be sh- uh, replaying this recording later on in the week. So if you miss something, don't worry, it'll be back up. I'll probably get it up around the same time the Kickstarter goes live so you can learn more about the product uh, before you click the button. Uh, and uh, that will do it. Uh, Mark, again, I want to thank you for joining us today and uh, look at uh, screens.com with a K. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you a little bit later once uh, things get rolling here. So good luck.
1: Thanks, Lon. Thank you. Thank you. you.